The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. EU member states have come to an agreement on overhauling rules on responding to big increases in irregular migration. The deal comes after lengthening negotiations and a steep rise in arrivals. So what does the deal actually mean for EU member states? Naomi O'Leary, Europe correspondent for the Irish Times, joins me. Good morning, Naomi. Good morning, Pat. Good to be with you. Now, talk to me about uh, the changes in the rules. What actually have they agreed? Uh, There's a lot of aspirational stuff in there. Uh, No hard and fast regulations, it would appear. So what happened is that yesterday there was a breakthrough in negotiations between diplomats that represent the 27 EU member states. They've been essentially negotiating how to reform migration for almost a decade. It's divided member states bitterly because they've you know, accused each other of not shouldering adequate responsibility. And there's been a breakdown in cooperation, even borders going back up in, um, between some Schengen countries. So in 2020, they, there was proposals launched by the European Commission for a big overhaul of migration rules. One last effort to try to change the rules so that everyone can cooperate again and make this whole system more efficient. And the last piece of the puzzle that needed to fall into place was agreement on how to deal with crisis situations. So that's what was reached yesterday. Um, It's an agreement, political agreement between the 27. It still remains to be hammered out and finalised in talks between the European Parliament and the member states. But essentially what it allows is for countries when they receive very large crisis level numbers of irregular uh, arrivals at their borders, they can relax the rules in terms of how to deal with them. So people can be detained for longer if their uh, applications are rejected. They can also be kept at the border for longer. Um, These are ideas. The overall migration deal as well would allow for frontline member states, places like Greece and Italy, which habitually receive very, very large numbers of arrivals, to ask for help from other member states that are a bit more geographically insulated, like Ireland. Um, And the form that that help could take could be sending money. It could be offering to help with the bureaucratic processing of claims, or it could be to offer to take in some people in Ireland um, alternatively. It's up to the member states to choose. So but this as is, I say, um, this is, seems to be an aspirational thing. You know, we all say we'll help when Italy or Greece is uh, inundated with a, a flood of migrants. Uh, but, you know, we can choose to send them a few bob or maybe send a few of our officers over to help with processing. But we could also probably do nothing. I think that's what this is aimed to change. So there's hopes now that this new laws, which is what they will be, new laws, new EU laws, can be finalised by maybe the end of the year or at least before European elections next spring. And what that would mean is that member states would have to help one way or another, either by sending money or by helping with the processing of asylum seekers. Um, so there would be more of a burden sharing. This was something that, you know, the frontline member states had sort of been pushing for for many years. Now, is there anything about uh, population burdens? In other words, uh, the size of your population, therefore the size of your economy and what you might be expected to bear? Yeah, of course. I mean, all of these things are always proportional to the size of population. Yeah. So uh, at the moment when you've got countries like Italy and Greece 
which are receiving huge numbers of migrants uh, and many of them being uh, rescued by uh, NGOs in the course of making those voyages, um, they would say, hang on a second, we've taken in uh, so many tens of thousands of migrants this year. Uh, Proportionately then, uh, Ireland, you haven't taken many of these, so we're going to send you a few. Well, nothing that would force any member state to take in asylum seekers would ever get agreed by the 27 member states because it would be vetoed because countries aren't willing to accept that they would be forced to take anyone in. So nothing like that is is possible to be agreed because it would be blocked by the leaders. Um, But what Italy and Greece have pushed for is something that's strong enough that there will be an obligation to help in some way. But alternatively, it can be financial. That's what it's moving towards at the moment. Now, who are the outliers? Who uh, were those holding out uh, against this agreement until the last moment? Well, the last week saw it delayed. We actually expected a deal last week and it was delayed at the last minute because of a spat between Italy and Germany. Italy didn't like a reference to the role of NGOs in rescuing people in search and rescue operations in the Mediterranean, because in the view of the current Italian government, that's an incentive for more people to make the crossing. And Germany, which funds some of these NGO operations, had defended the role of the NGOs, saying that this is a legal and moral obligation to save lives at sea. Um, So this had been a last minute standoff. It was resolved. Some of the language we understand was taken out about NGOs, but Germany also felt that it had sufficient human rights protections as well. Mm. Um, It doesn't have the support of every member state. The Italian uh, objections were that the very presence of rescue vessels uh, manned by NGOs was an encouragement to pretty dangerous migration. The language that they use is a lot stronger than that. They describe them as taxis for the migrants. I mean, the the level of disillusionment with this situation is really profound in Italy because this has been something that's been going on since 2013 or earlier with numbers of people crossing. And there's a sense that the good intentions of people are being exploited by criminal smuggling operations, essentially. All right. And that has been resolved. The Germans feel that they can still go on funding the rescue of people who are crossing the seas? The spat between Italy and Germany was resolved. That allowed for a sufficient majority for this to be agreed and for the deadlock to be broken. Some member states are still opposed to it. It only needs a qualified majority, so it doesn't need 100% unanimity to pass. Um, Hungary and Poland have been opposing it because they don't think it's harsh enough. They basically want a more hardline migration reform. And they say that this doesn't do enough to basically stop migrants from coming to the EU in the first place. Uh, The arguments advanced by those who support uh, the refugees and the migrants is that, you know, why don't we make Europe more accessible rather than build Fortress Europe and people have to jump through so many hoops to get in? Why don't we have a regulatory framework which would allow people to come to do what most people really want to do is not to live off welfare, but to to get a job, support a family, perhaps even send money home. That's what most people want to do. I think the kind of platonic ideal of a migration system that the EU wants to have is one where people who are well qualified and who are needed for different reasons in member states um, are able to apply for visas from abroad and come and that countries can sort of choose who comes in and, you know, there'll be a really positive kind of migration. But this kind of irregular migration where people, vulnerable people are forced to take very dangerous journeys comes to an end. Um, They don't want this to happen anymore. They want people to apply from abroad and come in in a regular way, whether they're migrants who are coming for work or refugees who are seeking help. Um, 
getting from where we are now to that, however, is extremely difficult. Um, that's what they're trying to reform. Part of it is making procedures more efficient, trying to speed up the assessment of um, applications so that people aren't stuck in years-long bureaucratic fights, so that people can't go from one EU country and, and, and be refused for asylum there and then try again in another EU country, for yeah. example, which has happened. Um, and also to make it more efficient for people to be deported who are refused. Um, so this is all part of the, the overall migration package that yeah. they're working on. I mean, that Dublin Convention that was agreed was supposed to uh, have that effect, that wherever you landed first in the EU is where you had to apply for asylum and you couldn't go asylum shopping. Uh, But uh, that is not, as we know, the reality. And Naomi, thank you very much for joining us. Naomi O'Leary, who is uh, the Irish Times correspondent for Europe. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.